Welcome back for another episode of the AWG Podcast, where we discuss the biggest topics and trends in the water sport and boat tour industry. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform and join our mailing list by visiting watersportpodcast.com. After you finish listening, continue the conversation in our Facebook group, Watersport and Boat Tour Operators. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 70 of the Awkward Water Sport Guys podcast. Today, we're going to be joined by America Brewster of Von Mack out of New Orleans. Von Mack is a marketing agency for the tour and activity industry. And on the show, we're going to be talking about best marketing practices when your business is in high demand. So we talk about your business needing more bookings when you're slow, but what about when you're really, really busy? What strategies might you want to deploy to get the most out of your marketing? But before we begin, I want to uh, allow America to give a little introduction of herself and Von Mack. Thanks, Greg. Hi, everybody. I am America Brewster, as Greg said, with Von Mack Agency. We're based in New Orleans, but we service worldwide. Um, and we really, really like to revel in everything tourism and experiences, from branding to strategy to digital campaigns and beyond. Um, we are a one-stop shop for partners within the tourism industry. So happy to be here. Holy fuck. Let's unwhite this a little bit, guys. You're killing me. That was all way too fucking professional. Oh, man, you're killing me with this. Jesus Christ, man. Let's look, loosen up. America, I need you to, I know you're in New Orleans. Get a fucking drink. Greg, <laughs> whatever weird shit that you fucking do to loosen up, I need you to do that. Okay. Like, let's fucking, like, let's loosen up a little bit here, guys. Seriously, America, I got two words for you. I'm Fuck scared. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard that one before, ever. Oh my God. No, have you ever heard, like, uh, a drop of sea, a drop of sea or bitterness or beloved or wanted child. You've never heard that? No. Those are you are talking all, music? No, those are all the things that your name means when you look it up. Oh, okay. It means a lot of things, actually. I, I stopped looking it up a long time ago. So uh, thank you for looking up my name, actually. Very sure. There, Kevin. I thought I was, I thought I was going to be a little charming. I was like, should I not say fuck yet? Yeah? Because I know you've heard that a thousand times. And then I thought I was going to be like, drop of C. And you're going to be like, oh, he knows. But then it's also a variation of Maria. Yeah. I, yep. And you, and I think you're a scene star. You're a scene girl, weren't you? Oh, I knew it. I, mean, I knew it. Uh, <laughs> I, is that even a term anymore? I don't even know. Do you like is Nick there Cave? A scene? What's the difference between a scene star and a hipster? I thought wait, hold, wait hold on. Hold on, Greg. Wait a minute. No, she's not okay. a hipster. Don't be rude. That's rude. Uh, no, you're like Nick Cave, right? You're a Nick Cave fan? Yes. I don't know how I knew that. I think I, I think you referenced – then you referenced the death metal thing too, the death metal vegan when we were in San Diego – Yes, the yeah. restaurant, which we never got to go to, but that's fine. Yes. No, no, no. It's it's so like I just so I have to do some kind of research on some people sometimes every once in a blue moon. So I'm like, I got to learn. So like eight minutes, like Greg actually stopped me from doing a little bit of research for you right before the show. But I saw you had the bangs. You had like the short bangs. There's like a picture of you back in the day. And then yeah. you have like the old 50 style. So my wife is also like a scenester and she has like the whole 50 style now. But back in the day, she had like a scenester haircut, a death model. I used to be a scenester. Don't let the tattoos fool you. I didn't go to college. I was in a metal band. So NOLA. So basically what you're telling me, Kevin, is that you went through all of America's photos on Facebook. <laughs> I did, you go way, did, you, did you go way back? To the, like, to the first one. To the I clicked on America's first. <laughs> no, no, I did. I went back to the first one. She went to high school at, 
No, I was just like, I'm like, man, I gotta learn. Uh, I gotta learn a little bit about some of our guests sometimes. And we have just you guys ever done a deep like? A you know what the, a, deep, a deep like is? Have you heard of that term? Uh-uh. When when you are going deep into someone's photos and, and you and you like it, but you don't mean to. Oh, I, I did that. I've absolutely done that. Yes, I've done that so a long bad. time. Yeah, this was uh, maybe a couple of years ago, and I was looking at uh, a girl that I dated back in high school. And I just she, her, she just popped up my feet. I'm like, oh, I wonder what she's doing. I mean, we're always curious. So I'm going back, going back. And I liked a photo of her in college. You know, she's a mom with like three kids. And I didn't mean to. I just was trying to see like what she was up to because she married one of the one of my friends in high school. So I'm like, God damn it. And then and I'm, I don't know the guy really well. <laughs> so she's going to see that. And it's just going to be really awkward. But nothing ever came out of it. But I'm sure, you know, the conversation at the dinner table came up just uh, please i'd never get this i'd never get anybody that like knows the music that i like so what other bands do you like what are the other like are in your heavy rotation come on let's go i feel uh, you're putting me under pressure right now i mean it, it varies so much i mean it can go from crazy you know nola rap from you know 20 30 years ago to i don't know I, we've talked about this the goth susie the banshees all of that stuff uh Google Board Allo, um you know, it, it has whatever ha- whatever it is has to be really raw. So not on the show, show we have it. So I want to get some like you know I want I, I bet you're like alkaline trio. You were probably listening to like no, you weren't listening to that like 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 punk rock from like how old are you, America? You're you're young. You're like 29 or something, right? Oh, well, thank you. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. I'm 29 years old. Uh, no, I'm 40. But um, I yeah no, I mean it was it's actually it was a lot of um. Like a lot of Google Bordello, a lot. I've been listening to a lot of Grimes lately, so that's definitely not death metal. That's I go into my phases. I mean, once you're 40 years old, you go into lots of different phases throughout your life. So, I mean, it started out with like the 80s goth with Susie and Bauhaus and, you know, Sisters of Mercy. And then it would evolve into, I mean, Trent Reznor. I'm very, very uh, stereotypical in terms of 90s girl, Trent Reznor um, and Elvis Costello, all that stuff. And then it evolved into Nola Bounce, Big Frida, across the board, all of that great stuff. Um, and then, you know, now it's, it's just kind of weird experimental stuff. So it just, I don't know. It depends on my mood, really. Do you like the revivalists? I do. Do you? Hell yeah. They used to come and play in Key West all the time, man. I love the revivalists. <clears throat> There's another <clears throat> New Orleans band, um, called, um, Morning, Morning Glory Freedom. I think that was their name, but they're really unknown, but, uh, they were really weird. And my old band played with them in Detroit, but way back in the day. And, and they were really cool. And that was like my first introduction into New Orleans. And I lived in New Orleans for a long time. So when people like ask me like what I love about New Orleans, I get, cause I love the music. I love the culture of New Orleans. So I love the music. The first time I could go see like a jazz band at three o'clock in the morning, get a fucking decent sandwich somewhere. And I'm from Detroit. You no, know? like Detroit's got its own culture, but you don't get like jazz at 3 a.m. in the morning, good food. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm in love with this town. So anyway, I want to dip a, a little bit into the America calls before we get into the fucking the soft sell and the marketing and all this fucking shit. Cause everybody's smart, dude. Everyone's listening to shows knows what's up. So America's a marketer. She, she's the founder CEO of Von Mac. And we are going to talk about what are we talking about today? Again, what do we do? What's the lesson? 
Hey everyone, we're going to take a quick break to talk about our sponsor for the month, the Von Mac Agency. Von Mac is a full-service digital marketing agency with a focus on tour and activity operators. They offer it all. SEO, websites, pay-per-clicks, logos, content writing. If it's online marketing, they got you covered. As we mentioned before, it's uber important to hire an agency that understands our industry. And the Von Mac Agency knows water sports. Trust me. And they do all the shit that you don't want to do. They do all the shit that you're probably not very good at and they are look for listeners of the show america herself is giving a free consult all right if nothing else give her a shout give her a call take 30 minutes out of your day more importantly take 30 minutes out of her day so she can get you straight on your marketing needs that's right what do you have to lose head to vonmacagency.com and go to the contact us page to get started again vonmacagency.com and most importantly let them know you were sent by the awg guys all right let's get back to the show we're talking about best marketing practices when we're in a high demand period oh okay let, there you go greg fucking let's let's dry it all up <laughs> get fucking boring <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nick Cave and Flat Bad Season Nola, man. It seemed like a good <laughs> intro. I was I was really excited about that most, but let's let's talk. Let's talk marketing. Let's talk fucking money. How we get people so, money. American, you and I had a conversation uh, earlier today about this topic. And I like to just kind of you know walk us through, you know, when when you're talking with your clients, we're in the middle of summer, they're crazy busy. And they're going to America and they're like, okay, America, you know, do I dial my Google ads down? Do I, um, you know, dial back, um, you know, my socials? Like, do I have to invest so much into marketing while we're still busy? And then, you know, one of the things we talked about was, you know, does Disney World dial back their marketing when they're at full capacity every day in the summer? Absolutely not. So, you know, what are some things that you talk with with your clients to strategize with your clients when you're in these situations? Yeah, well, you know, you guys know with regard to tourism, especially, okay, things are crazy now because of this COVID environment. So they're a little bit more fluid, but by and large and historically and, and moving forward, there is something called peak season and non-peak season. And then there's even crazier things called shoulder season. So basically what I'm talking about is, you know, peak is when things are maxed out and the competition's really heavy and, you know, you're, you're really basically just stealing from one another and, and optimizing and maximizing the amount of seats on a tour or in a tour slot, um, you know, as much as possible, you want to kind of spread out your inventory, but then you have non-peak season where you're just looking for everything. And then the shoulders where you're kind of either going up in a peak or coming down for peak and you really want to spread that out. What I say is never, ever, ever, ever pause during any time. You definitely want to keep something going. You want it to be fluid. You want it to build. Um, and, you know, there are definite benefits to doing so because you have opportunities when things are at peak, right? So, you're going to think, oh, okay, well, I'm making all my sales right now. Why am I even spending any money on marketing? I've got this. But you always have to plan for a rainy day, as we know, especially in water sports. Um, and you always have to make sure that you are top of mind because you have to think future forward. Um, you can never, ever, ever rest on your laurels just in business. And marketing speaks to that, in my opinion. So, you know, when you are busy, 
And when you have sales, this is the time when you can really work on your optimization for your digital and your website and look at behavior and really see how people are behaving and interacting with your brand and how you can get them to that point of sale even more quickly or to super early tour times or super late tour times that you would normally not be as busy for. Um, you can also use this time for cultivating community and, and social media and really just kind of banking on those reviews and those images and you know all of that great content that you can use moving forward. And then Upon everything, you can use this for cross-sells and upsells. So, you know, if you are selling, 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 you're great. You know, you're going crazy because you're worried about your logistics. This is where you have a lot of clout and you can say, okay, well, I can go to this person I've always wanted to work with or cross-sell with and say, this is what I have. You partner with me now, you know, for the future. And so there is opportunity that arises from that. But if you pause what you're doing, then you are throttling back your voice future forward. And that is pretty much the opposite of marketing 101. Yeah. Hey, hey, so a uh, question slash comment. Um, I mean, and with this sort of like mindset, right? So not even like necessarily like maybe like so so I think some people are gonna get the idea that like, hey, like let let's let's shut off our advertising. And I'm I'm definitely still guilty of it. I'll shut off ads actually in peak season, like when we are sold out so far in advance that I'm like, man, I, I shouldn't be, you know, spending money on and I'll still die on that hill throttling back my ad budget uh when i'm sold out for the next two <laughs> your glasses fell i'm sorry you don't have video you didn't see your glass anybody fell I like sideways <laughs> i love this shit i'll throttle that back a little bit but you know the whole point is, is 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 not it's not just sales so if you're busy you're not even answering your phones it's like they're ringing off the hook like keep in mind that even though that you don't have the sale america what would that end up reducing down the line I mean, your your weight, your voice, your brand, right? I mean, I feel like if, you know, first of all, if, if you were advertising and you're doing marketing, it shouldn't just be in your, your geo. It shouldn't just be in hyperlocal. You should be planting the seed for your key feeder cities or your regional driver, what have you. That is a longer time um, in terms of conversion period and, you know, and, and higher up in the inspirational uh, funnel, right? So right. if you pause it, you pause it across the board, you're pausing your future brand, you're, you're pausing your future top of mind value. Um, and that does nothing when, you know, you go into, I don't know, if it gets super cold or what have you, if you come back to the time where you're really going to need it, you're not going to have all of that banked moving forward. Well, I think there's probably different campaigns that you would keep on and some like, like Kevin makes a point. He sold out for, you know, 15 to 30 days in advance. And a lot of those campaigns might be very transactional, like boat rentals in Destin, right? Especially if you tier your ad groups from national to local, maybe that local ad group for boat rentals in Destin or boat rentals in Myrtle Beach, whatever you're at, maybe those are the ones that get scaled back or even turned off because those customers are primarily looking for next seven days and you're sold out for seven days. So that's one way to, to throttle and kill back, you know, some of these campaigns that are not gonna, you know, you're already full, like people are already in town. I don't know. Well, my, my point with that was going with that a little bit was too, is that if let's say you're not getting these sales or the calls are coming in there and you're sold out or some you're going to looky loo in the off season. Right. So a lot of people are calling in like, January and December, they're not looking to book. They're looking to get information. They're looking for free value and that's costing you money. But you have to keep in mind though, that that absolutely their contact information can go into your CRM and you can use that 
to reach back out to that customer to follow up. And this over, over time, not in 12 months, it could be in 12 months, but maybe two years, three years, you build your database and you reduce your cost of acquisition. While the phones are ringing, there is something still there to get from those people, which is their data, their information, their email, their names, whatever it is that you're going to write down about them, or you could write it on a piece of paper. And next time they book, you're like, oh, hey, yeah, I talked to you back in December. If you're an owner operator, just one boat guy, and you got the phones and you're driving the boat, you're doing whatever, like you keep, I keep notes on people. I keep like dossiers. I put notes in our booking, everything. So when they come down, not only does this reduce the cost of acquisition, it furthers the customer experience because it's not just another name and number. You're like, oh yeah, you're from Wisconsin and we talked back in December. Come on, you know, and I can pass that along to my team and they can make that a much more personal thing, which is also going to reduce the cost of acquisition because they're going to remember you. So two more things to add on to that. That was Excellent. So the first thing is, if you pause your ads in Google, that you know you're going to lose the history. If you have things running and you have that historical value, you know, as opposed to a brand new campaign, or you know, you're, you're going to have a, you know, your, your ads are going to show through a lot more readily. You know, your cost per click might be lower. History does matter. Um, in addition to that, cost acquisition, you know, cultivating that community and all that data. To speak on top of that, I mean. If you can use your social, especially to get engagement and, you know, create that retargeting audience, those are good for a year, you know, sometimes more. So that between that and Google uh, Google ads, if you can send people to your website, if you can get people to interact with your content, then you're cultivating this retargeting audience that you can create lookalikes from um, in the down season. So that's where you never stop. I feel like you you never stop uh, running. You always have to make sure that you're planning for that, whether or not you're spending money towards it or not. You have to continue to cultivate that for sure. Yeah, it's just I think it's a matter it's a matter of like knowing what your marketing budget is and knowing what your percentage is and knowing what your points are. You know, like depending on what your your your, your cost of acquisition is and a percentage of each sale that you're making, like you do have some type of off season budget. I'm I'm not going to give away my ninja secrets. I definitely keep on some things, not everything, but on some things. I mean, I keep the gas down, and it was the first thing I noticed when I got here. Is everyone just some guys had such things on their website that said. Closed for season. No click through on their website. You couldn't get any information. Like literally fucking, hey, oh, you're interested? That's nice. Go fuck yourself, Paul. I'm closed. We're we're fishing. Gone for fishing until March. And I'm like, oh shit, man. This is giving me three to six months to fucking catch up on you. And so just keep in mind that when you're reducing your costs, there's a an intent, there's a loss there, there's breakage happening in the Yeah. Uh, so a couple things too. When you're sold out. You should also be using that, like Kevin said, using as an opportunity to database these customers. So example, someone, you're, let's say you're sold out for seven days and a customer comes to your website and they're like, oh crap, you know, they're sold out. Uh, you, it, it would make a lot of sense to have some type of form that says, fill this out and get on our wait list or, or wait, wait list. So you're going to get their phone number, email, whatever information and and maybe get some basics like I'm looking for this boat, Paracel, whatever. And now they'll submit that. They There's a very small chance of them getting um, a booking, but it solves two. There's two things it's going to help you with. One, you got that customer's information. And two, if you do have someone cancel last minute, you do have a, a, someone's number to call. Um, I don't know any services off the top of my hand. Maybe you two um, I know some reservation softwares have waitlist functionality, but uh, that's that's something that I can see. I mean, uh, that you can try to, you know, make 
something of of uh, in these customers that are sold out. Well, I'm sorry, I was going to ask, um, and this is like a little bit off 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 subject as far as like the the, the whole thing, but I mean there are some. Um, there are some softwares, some ResTacs do offer this functionality, correct? Yeah, pretty sure. As far as I know, yes. Yeah, anyway, it's just something, I mean, like, I'm sorry, I've had reservations top of mind, like, ever since arrival, I got, since I got pitched by, like, every single ResTech on the planet, I've been like, maybe there's something better than Fair Harbor. But anyway, yeah, don't, guys, stop being a bitch. It's not that much money, you know? Like, you fucking shut out. Oh, no, never shut off all my head. Oh, I'm th- terrible, like... But we're so for us, peak season is such like it's so crazy in this market that it's like, I mean, realistically, if you shut your ads off, like your phone just from organic, the organic sales is just it's never going. Their phone will not stop. If I shut my ads off, you wouldn't know the difference between my ads were on and my ads were off. So, Kevin, do you shut down your national campaigns as well since these are people that are booking further out no we'll leave our national well so i've got well we got uh, so we switched over our marketing <laughs> marketing agency that we used uh, last time and um so we're, we're just we're experimenting with a couple different things we're going to be changing some stuff around but no i i think like running national um and i think actually we did run national there was like during the off season sometimes i just i don't go fishing everything stays running it just like smashes into a wall you know i'm like oh i'm gonna stop paying attention to everything and yeah yeah, I you mean, know, but- just from just TripShock's perspective, we do, if we have no product for certain categories locally, since we split our national and local campaigns, we do shut it down. There's just no point because the, they're, in, they're in town. If there's no product while they're in town, then I do, or I'll throttle it way back where like only, um, I'm only going to pay like a tenth of what I paid prior. If I get a click, it's great, but Usually it's it works well, but at the same time, um, it's it sometimes it's easier just to shut off. America make good point. If you just shut things off for seven to fourteen days, our campaigns are using uh, the targeted CPA bid bid model, so that if there's no data in two weeks, there's no clicks or anything, then it has to relearn things again. So to to shut it off completely. I don't do that unless like the product is not going to come back for a long time. We don't have, let's say a boat breaks down. It's my only product in that category. I might shut it down. Um, but I try to just minim- minimize the the bid offering um, instead of offering $20 for the customer, maybe I offer five, just which wind it way down. So really quick, America, can I ask you a quick, couple quick questions about uh, Von Mack and, uh, you know, all, all, for all transparency, Von Mack sponsoring this show. So I, I do want to like talk about your agency a little bit. Um, so you guys are full service. I mean, I know you, you said that like incredibly fast. You speak really <laughs> fast, like possibly fucking faster than I do, which is pretty incredible. But <laughs> definitely, and you might be as loud. I don't know. We might be like uh, competing for decibels here. I'm not sure. Anyway. <laughs> You guys do, you guys do PPC management. You guys do social. Do you guys do SEO? We do SEO. We do brand management. We do strategy. Uh, we do everything from, you know, e-news, uh, newsletter template design to, uh, you know, analyzing open rates, things like that, uh, coming up with plans, launch plans, um, everything across the board. We create websites, we launch websites, we host websites. I'll try to slow down talking. No, I won't. Um, you know, <laughs> everything, you know, everything we do, um, you know, I, I do work to 
acquire clients that need help across the board because it is very difficult when you know you're doing a campaign and it's just a silo it's just social or just google ads there's limitations as to what you can do people definitely search across mediums across platforms you know there's behavioral you know behaviors that you have to look at digitally and, and across the board um, to make sure that you create an action. So we work really well when it's, you know, something that's layered in and something where we can come in as your full service partner. Do you guys do like any content creation too? Yes. Oh, absolutely. We do that a lot. For, for your customers. So you guys do like videos and, fo- and photography and all that cool stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's really neat. You know, I stumbled upon your agency some years, like when I first got started, just out of dumb luck. I didn't know anybody here. I was just looking for a marketer. And I remember seeing like the, at the time, you know, I was just, I didn't have any, I was doing all my own, running everything myself, doing all my own pay-per-click management terribly, by the way. (laughs) though, If you want to lose a lot of money, make some money, have a decent budget, run that shit yourself. <laughs> see, <laughs> see how quick you fucking burn through that motherfucker. I'm like, holy shit, I burned through $100 in 20 minutes. That was really incredible. But yeah, yeah. I stumbled upon you guys. And 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 that's why I asked because um, because I remember seeing like you guys had like a package with uh, photography and this sort. She sponsored the show, guys. But uh, as we said, uh, the most research I did on Von Mack was I stalked um, uh, I stalked America's, I almost call her America. I stalked America's Facebook page. So <laughs> that, that, don't, don't think that this is like me, like, all right, what else do you offer? Oh, that sounds great. Like, I, we ain't getting sponsored to that much, folks. <laughs> so, but I remember stumbling upon your site and I remember thinking like, First, the name was so fucking regal that I didn't think I could afford an agency called Von Mac. I thought, I was like, dude, these motherfuckers market for like kings and princes and knights and shit. But, uh, but, but yeah, I saw this package and you guys did like everything. So I thought that was pretty interesting because typically a lot of marketing agencies do not offer creative as other than like ad copy, but don't offer as the content creation as part of their packages. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. Thank you. Thank you. And anyway. had you had you called, we could have discussed Nick Cave. We could have talked things. <laughs> would have been fantastic. Uh, but yeah, we actually, we so, you know, and I know how you spoke to packages and we really, we, we, we veer away from packages, but um, it, it we do offer everything across the board. We will bundle things. And, you know, where we really relish is just ideation. And, you know, we think of ourselves as an idea house. We love tourism. Most of us have worked in tourism. So, you know, it's not where you're going to catch something off the shelf and it's like, do this ABC. You know, it's like, this is a, you know, a full source solution. And, you know, we're coming in with these crazy ideas, whether you like it or not, we're from New Orleans for the crazy idea people, um, you know, and it's a joy in what we do. So, yeah. Yeah. And how about tourism tea? Are you still doing that? That ended. That was, uh, oh, yeah. So that was last summer. Um, we followed that with the Reels Challenge. So that was uh, what followed. Those are our campaigns. So what we do in speaking to being an idea house is we practice on ourselves. <laughs> we look at these up and coming, you know, things that are happening, whether it be Reels or whether it be Clubhouse or whatever it is. Um, and, you know, because I have the freedom of not having investors and, you know, doing everything myself, I'm like, let's give us some room to play. And so that's where we learn what we're doing. And, you know, we, we come, you know, obviously we have degrees and all of that, but we definitely want to, fe- you know, feature forward as well. So. Uh, well, we're coming to the end of the show, but I, I kind of want to get a, a final conclusion uh, from both of you on, uh, you know, just thoughts that we can leave our listeners with for things. So we talked about, you know, throttling your ads. We talked about um, creating different, you know, local and national campaigns. So that way, when you are sold out, uh, you can you can at least keep your uh, keep 
cut the right customers coming to your site that are looking to book in advance. Um, so, uh, I just want to get some final thoughts from, from you that we can leave your listeners that they can maybe take some actionable, um, uh, you know, take some action on. <laughs> by and large, I would always say, you know, segment your campaigns, whether it be geo or whether it be by intent or what have you, you definitely want to segment them by, you know, high intent, lowest hanging fruit, you know, and then higher in the inspiration tier, whatever that is, make sure that something's running, make sure that you're forward thinking, make sure that, um, if you're going to cut something off that you have a plan for the future, because it's going to bite in the bud later on. You know, look at all the biggest brands out there, Disney, and Coca-Cola, and I mean, Budweiser, I mean, they're, they're, they're not stopping their advertising just because they've reached a certain pinnacle. Yeah, so I want to tell any operators that are listening in Destin, what you guys want to do is fucking go full board, like December, January, February. And because all the fucking, you know, like in the, <laughs> on, the on season, they're calling anyway. So just reduce your ad budget way down in June, July, August, and you're going to fucking kill it. Anybody listening to anywhere else in the country, <laughs> do the opposite of what Do not I condone have. that advice at all. <laughs> America, how, how can um, uh, people get in touch with uh, you and Bud Mac? Absolutely. They can go online. We're at vonmacagency.com, V-O-N-M-A-C-K, agency.com, or they can email us at hello at vonmacagency.com. Um, also, give us a call as well. Phone number's on the website, but we would love to hear from you. And they don't just market. They don't just market for kings and princes. They want. They want. They want. They mostly do us lowly water sports people. We will make you feel like royalty, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> ah, nice. Well, America, thanks. Well, I, I appreciate everyone uh, listening today on the show. And as always, keep it awkward. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't done so already, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you have further thoughts, questions, or comments about this episode, head to our Facebook group, Watersport and Boat Tour Operators, to continue the conversation. See you next time.